We have heard her voice of faith for decades now, singing gospel music unto her Lord. Well, today we are going to put a face with that face of faith and that voice of faith. You're about to meet Judy Hess next. There is the word, there is the way. And brothers and sisters who find strength in their belief, we meet Faces of Faith with Phil Scoggins. And thank you so much for joining me. I have a very special guest and one that I would consider a longtime friend. Judy Hess is joining me as my Faces of Faith guest today. Judy, thanks for being here on this. We're actually taping this one. We're on a Wednesday (laughs) afternoon, but thanks for coming in. You have a very busy schedule. People are going to find out just how busy you are, but thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Phil. It really is an honor. Well, we, uh, we have a lot of ground to cover, and usually what I start out with is assuming that there are folks out there who don't know Judy Hess, don't know what you do. There used to be a program on television. Um, it was called What's My Line? And you would, yes. have, you would have panelists, and someone would walk in, and, and it was their job to try to guess what that person did by asking them questions. Yes. So we're going to sort of go down that path. I'm going to ask you some questions about <laughs> your past and, and get, let people know that by the end of this hour, they're going to really have a, a heartfelt notion of who Judy Hess really is, okay? That's awesome. Let's start, <laughs> and, and I always love to start this way. Um, let's start with your walk with the Lord. How did you come to know the Lord? And, and you can begin with, with family. Just take us back uh, to Arkansas or wherever your little heart desires. <laughs> okay. Well, it does start in Arkansas for me. Um, we were, I have a mom and dad and a sister and a brother that are both older than me. And so it's just the five of us mm-hmm. and our parents we're always faithful to take us to church, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very important to them to teach us about the Bible and, uh, you know, stories that are found in the Bible, even at home. And so that was a very intricate part of sure. our family life as mm-hmm. well. But when I was six years old, I was almost seven, I think about a month from being seven years old, it was on an Easter Sunday in our little tiny country church that, um, you know, it was, everybody was in the service together. We didn't have a children's church. Right. I and remember big those church. days. <laughs> yeah, sure do. So we were all, you know, sitting in the congregation together, and um, the pastor was, of course, speaking on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I realized for the first time that all those stories I'd been hearing in Sunday school were not just stories. I I still remember it hitting me Mm -hmm. that Jesus was a real man who walked on this earth, and the Bible stories were real-life events, and that Jesus came and lived a perfect life and died on the cross to save me from hell. I remember that just Mm -hmm. blowing my mind and me telling my mom, I need to I've got to go down. Mm-hmm. I need to ask Jesus in my heart. And she let me go down, and our pastor talked to me a little bit and led me in the sinner's prayer and uh, a version thereof, you know. And I I can remember that feeling of peace and just whew, just a, a load lifted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm thankful that I still feel that today. I mean, there are 
definitely been moments in my life that I felt lost as I could be. Yeah. And um but we all are oh yes, sir. But I'm so thankful that I still to this day, mm-hmm. when I talk about it, can mm-hmm. remember how you felt. How I felt and that I really did give my heart and my life to the Lord. Well, you mentioned your family and what uh, folks need to know about you uh, as a preface is that you uh, you are a singer who uh, has, a, like you said, an older brother and a sister, and you form uh, the trio called the Martins. Yes. And, and you all have traveled the world, literally. Uh, we have. I know, and, <laughs> and we'll get into some of that, but um, I, I want you to sort of explain how integral music was such a, a, a an important part of your growing up years and as your family and and talk to us about how all of that sort of set the stage for what would unfold uh, for the next several decades well you know I remember even before uh, my salvation experience I remember us singing songs uh, in our home mm-hmm. uh, I remember that being my favorite part of Sunday school and of church were, you know, sing the, even the songs, even at that young age, mm-hmm. but our mom, that little country church, this I is sit, where it's at Tulu Baptist church in Bastrop, Louisiana. It's actually way out in the country, but mm-hmm. that was the zip code. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in Arkansas, right on the, Arkansas, Louisiana state line. Mm-hmm. That's where we lived. And this little church was just about three miles south of the border, you know, or north of the Louisiana, right there in Louisiana. Uh-huh. And um, Tulu Baptist Church, it just, of course, will always have such a special place in my heart. But I'm that little church, our music director, his name was Troy Bryan. And one of the things he did every Sunday is before the service started, he would get up and say, okay, does anybody have a special this morning? And so, you know, people would just raise their hand and say, I, I have one. Or, you know, my I, well, my sister and brother are going to sing. Or I want Sister Brown to sing that song she did three weeks ago uh-huh. about the cross, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So he would write all the ones down that, you know, people wanted to sing, and so our mom started teaching us songs to sing for Sunday morning church for the special. Who's got a special? And that's how it started for us, as far as the three of us singing together. Mm-hmm. And our mom played piano, but we didn't have a piano at home, so she would kind of go over songs that she was wanting us to learn at the church before we'd go home, and then we'd go home and we would practice a cappella. Wow. And that's kind of what honed that skill for us, is learning songs without the music so that we could sing them once we got to church. And And again, um, what our listeners and viewers need to understand is that that is a dynamic performance when you're able to hear the Martins sing a cappella. And I know that (laughs) over the course of your concert, um, you will implement uh, areas of the concert that will feature the a cappella singing. But so it goes all the way back to you uh, being at at the knee of your mom and her trying to teach you, even though you didn't have a piano at home. That's it. That's how it started. And it's still kind of, it blows my mind that she could, she would teach us before we actually learned and could hear harmony. She would teach us our parts individually. So 
I was the youngest, so I got the lead most of the time back in those days. Mm-hmm. And then she would teach my sister tenor and my brother alto, and she would sing them their part of the song like it was the melody. Did she have any any training? Was this just a God-given gift she had? Yeah, it just was something God gifted her with. Uh-huh. Now, she did have, she did choir as a, as a young lady and, you know, learned piano early in her little church in her community down in us in um, Collingston, Louisiana. So, um, you know, just norm, just community type of training is all that she really had. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she was able to teach us and we finally, you know, after a little while we started feeling the vibrations and learning the harmony and being able to kind of hear it on our own. And when I was, when I was 12, I really didn't start singing harmony until I was about 12 years old. And our sister started writing songs. So she would Joyce sing. Yeah, my sister. sister Joyce. Your yes. brother's Jonathan. So yes. everybody knows who we're talking about. That's right. Because <laughs> I know who they are. Yeah. We need to let everybody else That's know right. who they Judy, are. Judy, <laughs> Joyce, and Jonathan. Yes. The three J's. It's the truth. You know, we even tried. We That was our name for about a month and a half was the three J's. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then we decided it was going to be heaven bound, and then um, we found out really quick there were there was already a group called Heaven Bound, and so we were like, you know what? We are the Martins. It's, you know, let's just be who we are. Uh-huh. Let's just be the Martins, and that's... It stuck. It did. It <laughs> sure did, and, uh, and it's worked. Uh, of course, my sister is married to a Sanders now, and I'm married to a Hess, but we're still all Martins. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about how you rose to fame, and that's maybe the wrong term, but but for folks to realize who the Martins were, something had to happen. Yes. And I know that the Lord had a lot to do with that, but oh, walk yeah. us down the road of how the Martins were discovered. Okay. Well, you know, the in the beginning, the build-up to that was that, you know, we sang in local churches, mm-hmm. and because there's always a homecoming or a fifth Sunday sing or, you know, different occasions like that, that um, they usually would have, have afternoon singings, sure. and they would bring people in, but then they would also let people in the community get up and sing. So mm-hmm. we did that for a long time, and then, you know, somebody would be there from out of town, and they'd say, would you come over sure. to Mississippi and sing at our church? You know, it was that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that just kind of grew, and we had a uh, a group called the Mid-South Boys who were out of Sheridan, Arkansas that had quite a bit of notoriety in that day that would come around and sing. And they started kind of letting us come sing with them a little bit. Things just kind of grew. We went to Gwin, Alabama to Dale Shellnut Day and entered their um, talent contest. Okay. And we won that talent contest. I guess I was like 12 or 13 at that time. Mm-hmm. And the um, the... What, what is the, the prize for, for winning? The grand prize. Yes, the grand prize was going to getting your entry fee paid to enter the National Quartet Convention talent show. Okay. So that's, that's a big what deal. We, yes, and so that's what we did, and that was kind of the very beginning of the, the small uh, mound of kind of moving up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in uh, it was in ninety. I think, 92, 93, um, Michael English and Mark Lowry were given our music and introduced to us, and they 
tremendous Southern gospel artists in their own right. And yes. if you have watched the Gaithers, you would realize who Mark Lowry yes. is, and even Michael English through the Gaither yes. videos and the Gaither vocal band. So high-profile uh, gospel singers yeah. who were handed your music. Yes. Okay. And, what and they well, they said, Bill Gaither's guy has to hear you sing. But he's really busy, and it was right when the homecoming videos, they already kind of kicked off, and it was becoming a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was like the – this was only like the third – uh, taping that they were doing. They were like, look, he's going to be really busy, but if we can get y'all to Indiana for a taping, mm-hmm. maybe we can kind of slip you in when yep. he's, when we're a downtime, you know, introduce you to him like that. And so. That's where the Gaithers live. Is yes, the in, Gaithers in lived in Anderson, Indiana yeah. area. Mm-hmm. And um, so Mark and Mike brought us up to Indiana for the, for this taping. And they did the rehearsals at a church, and then they would go to the studio to actually do the taping. Mm-hmm. Well, we were we were at the church, and uh, in the vestibule, you know, because we weren't allowed in the the main part mm-hmm. <laughs> where everything was happening yet. And um, Gloria Gaither, we were just standing out there. They were having a little bit of a break, and uh, Mike and and Mark were were checking on us, you know, making sure we were okay and everything. Mm-hmm. And Gloria Gaither came out into the vestibule to get her some water. And Mark said, Gloria, you've got to hear these kids sing. And she said, well, we're not going to interrupt what's going on, so we need to find a room to go in to do to, for me to listen. So all of the Sunday school rooms were locked. <laughs> so Mark Lowry pushes open a door and says, is anybody in here? And it was empty, so we all walked into the ladies' restroom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and restrooms usually have good acoustics. Oh, they do. It was perfect. <laughs> so we sang He Leadeth Me to Gloria Gaither and several other people who decided to gather in there with us. And um, the next day, they were recording in the studio. And again, we were just in the outskirts, just listening to what was going on. And um, they stopped for lunch. And Bill Gaither said, hey, where are those Martin kids? Let's bring them in here. So Gloria had let Bill know Mm -hmm. she had heard us and that she thought it would be a good idea for for him to hear us too. And I was so nervous. And and so my Joyce and Jonathan, my brother and sister, they were too. But I was just worried about me (laughs) at the moment. Are you Uh, typically nervous? A, a nervous person? No, no, I really am not. Okay. And um, I am, so I, I was just curious. That's awesome. Now, my but my sister's always been in charge. You know, my brother took up all the rest of the slack, so I've never really had that much to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this was very, it was intimidating to go into that room, not only with Bill and Gloria Gaither, but all of these artists that we had been listening to our whole lives and, and that you have had to understand such an the, influence to the us. Gaither videos for people that that aren't sure of what's Are going familiar, on here yeah. they're they're uh quartets uh soloists that are uh, brought together and and they they sing for several hours and the taping takes place and then the, yes. they create a video from that and and Gaither videos have been shot Around the world, I know they've been shot in Jerusalem. They've been, you know, shot at uh, in Australia, yes, Ireland, I South mean, Africa. 
literally yeah. around the globe and, and all over the U.S. Yes. So this was one of those early tapings yes. where you were suddenly thrust into the spotlight in front of really, you know, the, the ones that I'm sure you looked up to and were just yes. in awe of. It's the and truth. We had sung all of their songs. Yeah. You know, that's how we got started before Joyce started writing songs mm-hmm. as well. So, um, But we sang, He Leadeth Me, in front of all of those people. And um, we were accepted and uh, be- became a part of that. And not only the videos... When they started doing concerts on the road, Bill asked us to come and be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where it started, and it just really catapulted us to, a, well, like you said, to a totally different level mm-hmm. that would have never happened otherwise. And it's been, it's been such an amazing ride. It's been so cool. Well, we... Um there's so many different directions to, and things to cover, but but one of the things that I know is close to Bill Gaither's heart and, and close to my heart, uh, and that is your father-in-law, Jake yes. Hess. And I, I've got to admit, for those that don't know Jake Hess, Jake Hess was uh, uh, sang with the Gospel Quartet, The Statesman. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure back in the, what, 50s, maybe the 60s? late 40s Okay, and 50s. all the way back into there. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I was born in 1952, Okay. And I remember as a little boy uh, going to Chattanooga to listen to uh, the, the singings, the convention uh, singings that they would have, all-day yeah. singings. Yes. And, of course, the statesmen would be featured. Usually the Blackwood brothers would, uh-huh. be, would be there. And usually that's they were the, the, main, the top billing yes. were the statesmen and the Blackwood brothers. But anyway, Jake Hess, the lead singer for the statesmen, and – uh, I got word, this was back in um, the late 90s maybe, that, that Jake Hess was moving to Columbus, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, uh-huh. he was one of my, uh, you know, heroes in, uh-huh. in gospel music, <laughs> yeah. and he was moving to Columbus. So I said, I, I want to do a story about Jake. Got in touch with Chris, uh, his son, and, yes. and um, Chris... That's a precious soul right there. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he made the arrangements for me to meet uh, his cool. dad. And so we got together for lunch. And and I was just, I mean, I, I was. You, you had to pinch me. Is this real? Am I actually uh-huh. sitting at a table with Jake Hess? And he said, um, Phil, if you want to really do a story on me, you've got to come with me uh, on one of my road trips. Wow. And I, I thought, this this can't be happening. And he wow. said, here, let me tell you what will happen, is my bus picks me up on Wednesday night at midnight. We drive all night into Thursday morning, and we'll get to wherever the Friday night concert's going to be, rest up and get ready for Friday night. After we finish singing Friday night, load back up in the bus, head to wherever the Saturday night concert's going to be, Yes. Get in uh, in the middle of the night, what have you, sleep in the next morning, have the concert Sunday night. He said, I'll have you back home in time for Sunday school on Sunday morning. And and so he said, let me work on my schedule, and I'll call you and let you know when we're going to take this trip. And yeah. sure enough, within, within a week, wow. he said, we're going to go to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Louisville, Kentucky, where the oh, two stops. Wow. And uh, so here I am riding along in Jake Hess's bus at two o'clock in the morning. We were <laughs> headed to Birmingham and we went, we stopped and picked up 
Um, Was it Bob Kane? Bob Kane. He said, we're going to make a trip. And then we headed to Nashville, and uh, Jake Jr. got on the bus with us. We even okay. saw you. He was t- telling you goodbye outside the bus, and then we <laughs> headed on to Fort Wayne. Yeah. Um, but that um, experience for literally three days, um, he, he allowed me, by, by virtue of being with Jake, yeah. that allowed me to interview Bill and Gloria, I got to interview Mark Lowry, I got to interview wow. Guy Penrod, I got to interview um, um, Vestal Goodman. So I ended up thinking that I would basically get a little window into Jake's world. He opened the whole world up wow. to me, and I got all these interviews, shot uh, the concerts, and came back. And that ended up being a 30-minute program that, that aired later that year. But anyway, so that's my story as far as Jake is concerned, and you married Jake's son. Now, I'm gonna want I want you to pick up on the notoriety of Jake and how um, you know he had connections all the way to Elvis. Yes. So to talk about the impact that that he's had on on you know gospel music. Well, the Statesmen were a group that they took gospel music and made it mainstream and you know that was back in the 40s and the 50s and i guess maybe it was a little bit easier to do that then as far as the the value of the majority of the people you Mm -hmm. know that were listening Mm -hmm. but um they were like pop stars more or less, they were um, sponsored by Nabisco, mm-hmm. and had an had, hour-long program, didn't they? Yes, they sure did. Yeah, and so that on television that aired yes across the country, and there were other groups, but Jake Hess was the epitome of a lead singer in gospel music, and mm-hmm. you know, he's the one that kind of set that standard, and it was a very high bar. It still is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, they were one of the groups that Elvis Presley just really was impressed with. And he his first desire was to sing gospel music because his mama loved gospel music. Mm-hmm. And um, he never got into singing harmony. And that's one of the reasons why he never was with a gospel group. Because most of the groups need you to sing more than just the lead. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of switch it up a little bit. Yeah. And... Um, but Jake Hess was his favorite gospel singer, and he actually sang at Elvis's funeral. Mm. And so he was always a really big influence on him. And Elvis would come to his house and <laughs> uh, invite him to his house. Uh, but most of the time, he would come over to the Hesses to spend a little time. And he would try to give Mr. Jake gifts, you know, the Cadillacs and the... <laughs> And the uh, necklaces and all the things that he was known for, uh-huh. and Jake always told him, he said, "I don't, I don't want anything from you. I just want to be your friend." And that all, and that made him very dear to mm-hmm. Elvis. That all he really wanted, he, what he cherished the most was the time to be able to spend time with him, and that's always really impressed me about him. But he also, you know, he was a big influence on people like Bill Gaither, who were people coming up in gospel music who have ended up being icons themselves. 
who he was and how he conducted himself, um, not only on the stage, but behind closed doors, you know, the places where it matters as far as character. He was a big influence on those people, Bill Gaither specifically, and he always had the deepest regard for him, and they were they became the closest of friends, which is really cool, I think. If you listen to Bill Gaither speak very much, and uh, whether it's at a concert, it, it's rare that you don't hear the name Jake Hess mentioned and the yes, impact sir. that Jake had on Bill Gaither. Mm-hmm. Um, you married Jake's son. Tell me how that happened. Well, you know what? I told you how... Um, Bill Gaither asked us to be a part of their concert series. Mm-hmm. The very first weekend we were with the Gaither concert series was the very first weekend that Jake Jr. started traveling with his dad. Jake Jr., who is my husband, uh, has he does landscape design, and that's you know has been what he's done most of his grown-up life. Mm-hmm. But whenever his dad started traveling with Bill Gaither, the family had a meeting and said, look, he can't go by himself. He, we need to have somebody from the family go with him, make sure he's taking care of himself. He mm-hmm. was diabetic. You yeah. know, there were several and heart issues, so he needed to make sure he was taking care of himself. Yeah. So they said, you're, the only, you're not married. You don't have children. You have to go. And Jake, the way my husband tells it, is that he didn't think he would last very long because he was in such poor health. So he said, he thought, well, we'll be on the road two or three weeks, and then he won't be able to handle it anymore. So, fine, you know, I'll do it. And nine years later, (laughs) (laughs) nine years later, he is still traveling with his dad. And that's, but that's how we met, was just being on the road together, being at these concerts together. Of course, they would cater in meals, and we spent, a lot of time, the you know, the whole crew, all yeah. of like 14 or 15 different groups are soloists. And, um, and then you have the crew and the people who are helping with the table. And, you know, it just became this huge family. Mm-hmm. And so we did just about everything together. <laughs> and we just were able to spend more and more time together. And the thing that really drew me to Jake, to Jake Jr., was he was just kind, and he treated everybody the same, and whether it was Mr. Bill Gaither mm-hmm. walking through the mm-hmm. hall or somebody who was sweeping the floor, or it didn't matter. He treated everybody the same with respect and with kindness, and plus he was kind of tall and good-looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, y'all have been married how long? It will be 25 years in November. Uh, the silver anniversary yeah. coming up. Ooh, I wonder what he's going to do for me. <laughs> <laughs> My Judy and I celebrate 49 tomorrow. That is June so 10th. exciting. So we're one one year away from our golden, and y'all are in your silver anniversary celebration year. Yes. Now tell me about your, uh, your kids. I want to hear about them. Oh, my goodness. We have four. We have Jake Hess III. He is 23 years old and living in Nashville now. And then our girls are 21 and 20. Hannah is 21. Emma is 20. And they're still at home right now. They're um, 
doing some work. They both have a couple of different jobs and um, and fixing to go back to school again and mm-hmm. everything. But home is here in Columbus. Yes, in Columbus, Georgia. And then Isaac is 12. He'll be 13 in July. <laughs> I usually say, oops, he's 12. <laughs> but uh, he was a huge surprise, but he's been such a big blessing to all of us. And uh, he's already taller than I am and getting a really deep voice. So I feel like I kind of have my own quartet now. <laughs> well, I know uh, Jake Hess third. you call him Trip, right? Yes. He's got an incredible voice. I, I, I remember him from his singing days at Lee College when yes. he was one of their featured singers. Yes, he was with Voices of Lee. Yes, and just an amazing singer. And, and so he's in Nashville pursuing that, I assume? Yes, he is. Okay. And he has some other side jobs. He's making biscuits, <laughs> which I'm so glad. I make him make me biscuits when he comes home. <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's writing and uh, doing some studio stuff and uh, getting some things rolling. I'm really proud of him. I did a story on him once. We were sort of doing the track between Jake and uh, did the interview with Chris and yeah. then with Trip and the, the three generations. Wow. Uh, and like I said, just y'all are amazing, talented, gifted singers. And but as sweet a people as you, <laughs> you're as sweet as how you sound. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, shift now to the Martins. Okay. Um, I know that you just got back from uh, Arkansas. Yes. This past year for anyone in uh the concert business had to have been a, a, a huge adjustment. How do you make it through the pandemic? What? How did the Martins survive? And and your friends with with the Gaithers? How did how did you make it? Well, we had we had to find other things to do. Of course, my husband Jake working outside, we're able to. He was able to keep working, which was a huge blessing for us and. So he works by himself most of the time and outdoors, and so I helped him some. Uh, Our son, Jake, would come in and and help him sometimes as well, so that helped. But I also started working with my sister with a company called Monet. It's a hair care, skin care, and wellness, Mm -hmm. and that's really, that's what sustained us through this time to my brother, he um, he just does whatever he's got to do. He's a handyman. You know, he can fix anything and uh, uh, painting, whatever. He, he just started elbow grease. You know, he just yeah. got to work anywhere he could at home and uh, also helped with leading worship at a couple of different churches. And so that's, that's kind of what, what held us over till till now and we're finally beginning to be able to get out there again and you know it's really wild how we've done this for so many years traveling is all I've ever known mm-hmm. and just one year of not traveling it's like I've never done it before <laughs> <laughs> packing tra- you know airplanes the whole thing it's it's we're having to relearn how to how to do this <laughs> tell me for folks that um don't know the musical history of the Martins. You've uh, been nominated for Dove Awards, Grammy nominations. Uh, you've sung at the White House. Um, tell me about what the, the highlights of 
of the years that the Martins have been together as a as a trio, some of the special moments that are are foremost in your mind? Well, I think, of course, starting singing with Bill Gaither, that was, it still is one of the most amazing things we still kind of find hard to believe mm-hmm. and that we're still really grateful for. And anytime that, that happens, it's that's so much fun for us. But because of that, we were able to sing at Carnegie Hall, which was a huge deal for wow. us. Um, we started uh, singing some on TBN, which is Trinity Broadcasting Network, mm-hmm. and doing some shows with, uh, you know, Praise the Lord and with Matt and Lori Crouch. We were able to go to Israel with them and uh, to London and uh, Madrid, Spain, you know, most of our traveling outside of the United States has been with Trinity Broadcasting Network. And so that's been a real blessing for us. And then um, singing at the White House. It's just really hard to top that as an American. When did that happen? That was in February, uh, the February after 9-11 was when that happened. And so that was... How did uh, it come about? Laura Bush wanted to do something for... George W. for hit for Valentine's. And so she contacted the Gospel Music Association and said, this is kind of what I've got an idea for. Can you help me put this together? And it was a the heritage of gospel music in America. And it was a phenomenal program. They had black gospel. They had um, praise and worship. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, hymns, which that's what we were a part of. We did the doxology acapella that was our contribution but we also sang with uh, Michael W. Smith and Twyla Paris during the praise and worship segment as well Mm -hmm. so but the vocal band was there Shirley Caesar was there Yolanda Adams the blind boys of Alabama and you know it was just so many different people and they even had Christian contemporary Christian music that was a part of that heritage of gospel music in America and it just it was a phenomenal evening, and uh, just um, you know, to be singing, what to do what we do on a regular basis, and see the president and his wife sitting on the front row, not just observing but participating, mm-hmm. was such a oh, it was such a big deal for us, and it was something that we'll cherish forever. The name of this podcast is uh, Faces of Faith, and um, although it can be glamorous what you do, it has to be challenging and can be spiritually uh, daunting and yeah. constantly moving from from location to location, um, sort of doing somewhat repetitive singing because you know that you're in front of a different group, but yes. how do you... How has faith helped you do what you do? Well, you know, a lot of it, it's something you have to be intentional with. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that we learned, uh, my goodness, I guess about not quite 20 years ago. Because everything started happening and it grew and we were so thankful and excited. But you you do. You get so busy doing what you do if you're not intentional with keeping your heart 
where it needs to be and keeping your focus on the Lord. And you can run it off the rails really quick. And we did that. And we spent about three and a half years, excuse me, apart from each other, off of the road and, you know, having to get ourselves and our hearts right. Mm -hmm. And we were able to, you know, reconcile with each other and, and find our our footing again mm-hmm. and get back on the road. And it's been a process, but I think it it has to be intentional. You have to make a decision before you ever start of where you want your heart to be mm-hmm. and of what kind of example not only you want to be for the people sitting out in the seats, but for your kids and, you know, for your family. And, I mean, just when you're not home on Sundays, to hear your pastor. (laughs) And thank God for the Internet, where now we don't have to wait till Sundays. Mm -hmm. I can get online, and I can listen to my pastor, and I can listen to other preachers. I can listen to podcasts that help me. Uh, stay in the word and uh, seek God and and his heart for people so that I keep myself soft enough to be used by him in a way that he wants to use me. Um, Man, it's a challenge, but I think that's the most important thing is being intentional to keep your faith and your focus on the Lord. How have you seen God answer uh, specific prayers that you've prayed? That's one of the things that I think helps us to, to, for our faith to build is when we pray and then we realize God heard and God answered. Yes. Well, I'm t- one of the freshest ones for me is COVID because, you know, with, in one day's time, my income is totally gone and my sister, and my brother, and, uh, you know, just getting quiet and saying, you know what, I I really want to panic. I really want to freak out right now, (laughs) because, you know, there's, there's faith, and then, but there's also the reality of what's looking you in the face, bills that have to be paid, you know, you've, Got a, a house you want to stay in, mm-hmm. vehicles you have to drive, you know, the, just those simple things. And being able to just pray and feel those panicked feelings, but surrender to the Lord and know that he, he promised to take care of us. And saying out loud, God, I'm going to trust you to put a path in front of me that's going to glorify you and he has done that he's done that in so many ways in some ways it's doing without but in other ways it's been him providing and giving us the grace to walk one step at a time you sing uh so many songs uh one of my wife's and my favorites is the promise yes sir um even though you certainly know them by heart and you sing them, you know, hundreds if not thousands of times, but but are there certain songs that just really minister to you and and what would some of those be and maybe share some of the lyrics? You know, the doxology, it's a really old song. And, you know, the wording isn't uh, 
today's Modern. English, mm-hmm. right? But it, still, the word that song is just stripped down. It's just praising God. It's acknowledging who He is and His power and His might and. That song, all that always gets to me. That song, I always hear every word because it is, I, it's just, it's a praise song. It's mm-hmm. edifying God and putting everything else aside. Another song that really means a lot to me that every time we sing it, I hear every word is the promise. It has to be probably, besides the doxology, it's my very favorite song that we do because there's, you're going to, No matter where I am in my life, I see myself in that song. There's something in that song that speaks to what I'm dealing with at the time. And I think that's the way it is for everybody. It's just one of those songs that it it hits all the different areas that we all struggle with and the needs that we have and how that he promised to, he promises to, be certain things for us. And sometimes we expect more from God, but it's a reminder of what he really has promised us. What are the lyrics? It says, I never said that I would give you silver or gold or that you would never feel the fire or shiver in the cold, but I did say you'd never walk through this world alone. And I did say, don't make this world your home powerful yeah and it just goes on and on Mm. (laughs) it's a wonderful song who wrote that brian white and don porthos wrote that together and their story is it's the very first song they ever wrote together and it just blows my mind and they said you know they got together and started talking and within 15 minutes had it written and it's just one of the most anointed songs i've ever sung I'm not sure how it works, and I'm sure podcasts have their own rules. So all we'll say is go to the Martins. Uh, you can pull it up on online and, yes. and look for the song, The Promise, and I promise you that you will be <laughs> blessed. It is, uh, like I said, my wife and I, I think that has to be our favorite that you sing. How um, how do you all go about preparing um, your uh, as you head out on a concert tour, and, and you're excited because you're heading back out yes. on the road now, but um, who um, who formats the the music, the, the songs? How do y'all come up with uh, you know the the things that the elements that are going to be a blessing to folks? Who do you have a producer who does that, or is, do y'all just among yourselves, the brother and sisters that are you know we talk about things? But uh, my sister Joyce is that is her that's her job okay that is her her main strength in our um this whole get up is um is producing the show and uh she just has a really gift she and bill gaither have a have a bond because they're a lot the same (laughs) she just she knows what songs to put where Mm -hmm. and of course we we all have our main testimony that we talk about. I speak about mental health. My brother uh, speaks about um, the struggles of uh, having babies who are born early and walking through um, having a 
child with special needs. Mm-hmm. My sister, you know, has her own testimony. So we have, well, you know, we kind of know more or less the stories that we're going to be telling. Mm-hmm. And she weaves that into the the program and the songs. And it's just always really effective. Well, now, if Jonathan or I have a suggestion, she will listen. <laughs> we won't always change it, the program, but she does listen. And, of course, the older we've gotten... We've just gotten, I think maturity has brought um, where we used to kind of, you know, feel a power struggle with who does what and has a hand in and, uh, you know, gets the most solos and that sort of thing. We've just really gotten to a place where what matters the most to us is for as many people to be reached and affected as possible. And whatever that looks like, we're all good with that. Mm-hmm. And it's been, that, that's been very liberating. <laughs> and we know what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And we're uh, so much better now at giving each other mm-hmm. their wheelhouse, you know. And, mm-hmm. and it, has, it works out so much better that way. <laughs> well, I know um, Jake mentioned in the interview that I did with him um, how that Bill Gaither, uh, you can watch him during a concert and and he will ease over towards someone and lean down and it's clear that he's feeling um, led to have a certain person sing at a certain time a certain song. Yes. Does that ever happen with y'all? It does. It has. Now, I'm, I have to say that the majority of the time we have a set program. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. But any time, there's been plenty of times that the Spirit has moved mm-hmm. and one of us will say, I think we need to sing this now. And there's never been a time when that happened that we haven't all agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and that's always super special because you know that God is speaking to us as a unit mm-hmm. to reach whoever is out there. And that's always exciting. That's really those are always extra special moments. Not too many um, singing groups announce a new song or a new project by jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> but the Martins did. We did. Tell, tell that story. Well, we, were, had, we had been working on this new record, and we had just decided that Still Standing was going to be the name of the project. And um, we got an email from our uh, booking agent that said the Army Golden Knights had opened up a tandem jump to gospel music people. And I saw it, of course, and I didn't hear from my sister or brother, but my very first thought was, I want to do that. (laughs) Now, I can't say, you know, it's not something I've dreamed of my whole life. I thought, one of these days I'm going to jump out of an airplane. I Mm -hmm. never thought of that. But when I read that email, I was like, oh. Well, I didn't think my sister ever would because she's so afraid of heights, like to the point of phobia. You know, wow. she just is very uncomfortable. And um, anything she's not in control of, <laughs> she has a very hard time with. <laughs> and so I, I contacted my brother first because I knew he would be the easiest to talk into it. Yeah. So he was like, well, I saw the email and I want, you know, I would love to do it, but I didn't think y'all ever would. So I wasn't going to bring it up. So we talked about it and said, okay, well, 
we want to do it, so let's figure out. Let's try to see if we can get Joyce to do it. So we ended up calling Joyce together, (laughs) and I was talking to her about it, and I said, did you see the email? And she said, well, yeah, I did. And I said, well, what do you think? (laughs) She said, well, you know I'm not doing it. And I said, okay, that's fine. Well, let's still do it as a group. You can stay on the ground and, mm-hmm. and be afraid for us. And Jonathan and I will jump out of the airplane. And she was like, ugh. I just, I, you know, she said, you know how I'm scared I am. I said, I know. I said, but you know what? Let's just submit our names because there's going to be so many other people that are going to submit. They may not even choose us. <laughs> And what I didn't tell her was I had talked to the colonel who was in charge of it. <laughs> Made sure you were going to get called. I did. <laughs> and nobody else really applied. And so I was so excited. So we got, you know, they uh, okayed everything. They said, y'all can do it. Uh, she was mad at me for a couple of days. And then she was like, you know, if I don't, if y'all jump and I don't, I'm going to look dumb. So she ended up jumping with us. And it was the it was so much fun and even Joyce loved it. She loved it and would still she'd do it again if she could. That so. wasn't a video created to still standing using yes. y'all, the images of y'all doing that. Yes, because you know one of the things the gar- the um, Army Golden Knights what they do is they take video of the jump mm-hmm. and they use it to promote help promote the martins and the martins use it to help promote the army it's one of those dual kind of things and um so we had the video footage and we had somebody put it together with our song still standing and it was a huge success (laughs) and the but the biggest thing was just how oh my gosh it was so much fun and knowing it was the army and that it was the golden knights that's what gave me the courage to be able to to do it and um Oh, my gosh. I would suggest everybody do it at least once in their life. <laughs> and how beautifully it it worked perfectly with the name of the song. Still really standing did. at the end of the day. Yes. After the end of the jump, <laughs> you're still able to, to stand. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. I think there's a scripture that tells us to do that. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me, uh, as we sort of wrap up, we've been talking for almost an hour, but... Um, can you imagine any other life for Judy Hess than singing for the Lord? I cannot. I sure can't. And I've, we've been through enough, and we've had our times where we were not on the road together, that I know that God will use me wherever I am. Mm-hmm. I know that you know, God wants to, for me to be surrendered to him and his calling, no matter what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I know that if God had a different plan for me, I could find peace and joy in that. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard for me to imagine doing anything else. You do it so well and so <laughs> beautifully, you and your brother and sister. Thank uh, you. Again, I will invite our viewers, if you have not heard of the Martins, um, do yourself a favor and, and Google them. Go to YouTube and pull up uh, their music. But you have been a blessing. In fact, when my wife and I are taking a road trip, uh, we, we listen to our own music. And invariably, uh, the Martins are a part of our, <laughs> of our, of our music selection as we're usually on the, out, on the road for several hours. And uh, so we're listening to The Promise and, mm-hmm. and uh, 
so many of the other songs, Light of the World. I like your your Christmas album from, what, you know, 20-something years yes, ago? Yes, <laughs> yes, we did that album uh, right I was actually expecting our first, so it's been like 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in the process. We started recording a new Christmas album right before COVID hit. So okay. we, we've we got to get back in the studio and finish that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still one of my favorites. And that was our first Grammy nomination was that Christmas record. Well, again, it, it's worthy of a listen if you're <laughs> – Hey, you've heard of Christmas in July? There you go. Why not? (laughs) It's coming up. (laughs) Well, now, you, I believe I've looked at your schedule, and I think that there is a concert schedule that includes somewhere in in our area. uh, Yes, Buena Vista. When is that going to be now? Oh. Not sure. This fall, I believe. It is. I think I was going to say September. I'm pretty sure. Forgive me, Lynn, for not uh, remembering exactly. And I meant to look at it before we got on. Uh, it can be, air, I'm sure they can go to your schedule. They but, so can, you, you, martinsonline.com. Okay. And when you get to the page, you can just go to appearances and it'll let you know exactly where we are. So you do not have to wait too many months before you could actually see the Martins in person. The last time we saw you, you were up in Bremen, Georgia. Uh, at, yeah. At uh, the Mill. Uh, mill, shoot. It's the... <laughs> <laughs> Mill Town Theater or something. I think that's something. right. Yeah, like Mill that. Town Opry. No. But it, it's in Bremen, and, and we saw you in concert there. And uh, That's a great and place. I, I they want, have a lot of music there, a lot of different genres. That's their great place to support. So put, uh, you know, look ahead and, and mark that date on your calendar uh-huh. if you would like to hear the Martins in person. But again, I am thrilled that you took the time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> To come and spend an hour with me here on Faces of Faith, the podcast. Uh, you're a dear friend. We we follow you all the time. When you, y'all are on Facebook a lot, yes, uh, you can you know follow what they do and and their crazy antics on the road. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have put it better myself. But that's awesome. But good luck to you and and blessings as you continue to bless others with uh, not only the words that come out of your mouth as far as the music goes, but your testimony and what you say uh, with with how you live. We well, appreciate you. Thank you, Phil. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for asking. All right, and I appreciate Dylan Hansen. He is our director of this podcast, and things like this don't just happen. It takes someone with magic fingers and knowledge <laughs> like he does to make it happen. So, Dylan, thank you so much. And again, as always, at this point in time, we want to thank you for listening and watching. And remember, whatever you're going through, Keep the faith. Thanks for joining us.